Upfront so, bitterness. That's kind of also my high school nickname. This is Tall Can Audio. <laughs> Episode 1062 of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. Welcome inside another award-eligible edition. <laughs> as true today as it's ever been. Truer today than ever. My name's Matt. His name's Rob. You're back from La Belle Provence. Parts unknown. What's happening today, man? See, I, I heard you and Hoff on, was it last week? Yeah. And he was talking about the club music? Uh, two weeks ago. And, and so I get it. I get the club music, but it's that part where it goes, dun, 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 reminds me of Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. A little of that. Still waters run middle, deep. Right. <laughs> I get that. Still waters run deep. Anyways. That's what we're going with here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. Hey, everything is good. Everything is good. I'll let you get through the socials before I, I break into any kind of, I got a, I got a wee story that oh, Matt, okay. will, Matt will certainly enjoy. Well, that's really all we're here to do is entertain Matt more than, uh, than any, ooh, yeah. Okay. Yep. This is going to be good. Yes. <laughs> oh no. Sorry. Sorry. That, that was an offshoot of it. We're here to titillate Matt. That's all it was. Yeah. It's not really the same thing. We are on social media at Tall Can Audio and uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us right. If you can hear my voice right now, you're somewhere that's carrying the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed and, uh, and. And we'll keep bringing the good stuff for you. Uh, you just cracked into something. No idea what it is. Yeah. Okay. But so it tastes like a West Coast IPA. Nailed it, man. Of course. Uh, this is from Collective Arts, which I'm not sure has ever brewed a bad beer. No, it's true. At least not one that's come through this studio. Uh, this is Ransack the Universe, which I think we might have had before a while back on the podcast. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't ring a bell. Okay. Uh, 6.7%. Nice. School that, night, Matt. That's how you do the Tuesday night thing here in the TCA studio. <laughs> uh, so that's what we'll be getting into here on uh, on this one. I haven't cracked mine yet, and, and, and I'm going to give I'm going to give Rob a little space here to tell his story. But uh, just before we do, I want to remind everybody that on Thursday morning, Josh O'Connor is going to be in studio. This is the man responsible for this behind the R series with the Ottawa Red Blacks, and we're now. Two episodes deep into season two, and these are awesome. Like, this is NFL hard knocks quality stuff, right? HBO 24-7 road to the winter classic quality. Like, we are getting inside stuff on the Ottawa Red Blacks. And all of this, Hoffley has said now multiple times on the podcast when he's been in, comes from the mind of Josh O'Connor. So Josh O'Connor, in maybe by all accounts, the worst decision he's ever made, will make his TCA debut uh, on Thursday morning. That'll be episode 1063. So stick around for that. What do you got for us, man? Yeah, but he said, I heard him say, because that's his inspiration was the 24-7s road to the winter classics or whatever. He said that was his kind of... And so it was funny because last year they dropped season one, obviously, and it was terrific. It kind of kicked off with... Like we were right there on the Zoom calls as they're going through GM candidates, right? And talking to Sean Burke before he gets hired and like, we're getting everything. And the CFL, you and I've talked about it a hundred times before. This is a league 
that maybe is a little more Bush League at times than its production values would indicate, right? Like TSN, the job that they do in broadcasting this league makes it look top end and then you go down and find out what the officials are working with or what. Sometimes it's a little more bare bones than we like to think it is. This particular production that Josh O'Connor is responsible for blows that out of the water, makes this feel every bit as big as anything that the NFL has churned out, the NHL has churned out. So if you haven't had a chance, we'll share the links as we always do. Uh, check out season one. If you haven't yet, check out season two. We're two episodes deep and uh, I'm fascinated to find out how Josh got this up and going and and what he, by all accounts, is almost single-handedly doing to, yeah. to make this run. His idea, he pitched it. Right? Yeah. It was all, and and that first episode where they have the Masoli injury. Yeah. Man, that's it's right. almost too close. It's way, it's almost, that's what I thought. I'm yeah. like, yikes. It's like, uh, well, you're looking, it's like you're standing there. Right. And so this guy gets run over, his leg gets blown apart and he's mic'd up and you got guys around him. You got his teammates, what they're saying. You are right there. It's, man, it's a, it's, it's a mouthful for sure. It's, it's whatever you want to call that. But so we'll, uh, we'll look forward to that yep. on, uh, on Thursday morning, Josh O'Connor. It'll be a good one. Yeah. And so to be fair to the listener, you said... You feeling an IPA or a stout? Yep. So I I had 50% of the equation before I said what it tastes like, but yeah, it definitely has that upfront bitterness you'd get from a, uh, without any of the sort of citrus bouquet. Okay. So that's, for me, the the upfront bitterness says West Coast. Upfront bitterness. Yep. Perhaps. That's kind of of also my high school nickname. (laughs) What we call... uh, Maybe the tagline of this podcast as, I don't know how this works, but over the course of the weekend, started getting mentions on social media. Hey, congrats on the nomination. I'm like, oh, I'm going to need a little more. <laughs> need a little support here. Yep. And uh, Faces Magazine every year does their best whatever yep. across just, the board. Best real estate agent, yep. best. Wedding planner. Sure. And so we are nominated under uh, the uh, best sports podcast. Uh, checked it out. I've seen, uh, you know, some of the people we're, we're up against. I don't want to be this guy, but I'm going to be this guy. Hey, that guy. Some of these sound like shit. Well. I, I have no idea. Did they just nominate every podcast? Into, like, I got to be honest. When I went through, what was it, like 18 months ago? Maybe a little less than that. We The Ottawa Life Yep. Podcast awards, whatever it was, yep. nominate. And I listened to those and it wasn't just narrowed down to the sports podcasts. It was best Ottawa, Ottawa podcasts. Pod- yeah. Yep. And I listened to those and I went, <laughs> there's some good stuff there, right? In terms of the people who are, you know, hosting them, uh, the content, the, the, the sound quality, all of it. This one, we're in there with a couple that just, I, I'm sort of over the whole idea and a pandemic, I guess will do this to you of. Can we just stop recording Zoom calls, right? Like that's what a lot of these yeah. sound like. And and occasionally when we're interviewing people, that's still what we have to do. But right. at least one side of that's going to sound studio quality. What's happening now is more and more people want to co-post these on YouTube. And so YouTube gives you this tool that's just like, we'll record you like you're on Skype and they're on Skype. And then you just post it and it sounds like shit in a lot of cases. So there are some good ones up against us. Uh, this is wrestling. You caught the rumble this weekend, man. Yeah, you for sure I did not. <laughs> but uh, Lever Sage, Zach McGiven, uh, they do a nice job on that one. That sounds okay. And, and but there's a couple that are just well, there was there's makes no, me feel like 
maybe they just kind of throw everybody into this pool, but, uh, there's nine and six of them have sends in the sends talk, sends nation, sends tenial. I don't know. So it's really what it comes down to is if you want diverse, legit sport takes. Come on over. Come on over. Welcome. The water's nice. Welcome. The water's warm. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, this is very clearly, I, I, look, we'll post the link if you want to support TCA. We love you, but I'm not going to hold it against you if you don't, because apparently to vote, you also have to submit your your email address. Correct. So this is very clearly. Yep. Come on down. Faces Magazine, getting your info in exchange for your vote. So, uh Brilliant by them. Yep. But, it, but it'll but. be great for a talks. Let us know when that happens. <laughs> exactly. What do you got, man? So as you said, I was out of town last weekend and it's always a chore, right? Traveling, coming, going, tournaments, blah, blah, blah. Well, we all like to, you know, the only way I could motivate the guys, I have no, I, at this point I have no idea, but we're starting a bronze medal game. And I said, if you win this game. At least the first round of beers is on me at the train hey. station. At the train station. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I, one, hey, the Montreal train station is is like a village. I uh, agree. But that comes off to the listener who may not know. Like you and I used to like book it for this place called yeah. Daily Planet. Delhi Planet. Delhi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I, but it is I, with I, a Superman theme. You're right. I'm shouting it out as a newspaper or something. But yeah, great burger, a couple yeah. craft options on tap and you just rather wait out my pint there than at yep. the venue or, or wait out my train so <laughs> to tell what's on my mind. So that's it. There's about eight of us in there Yeah, and we're, and we're, and the pints are flowing. Right. It's great. The guy sitting across from me who will not, you know, be named here. Right. Gets his second beer into him and starts. Oh boy. Waving and gesticulating. <laughs> knocks the full pint. Oh, come on. My full pint. Oh no. My full pint right into my lap. Like, first pint's on me. The next several are on you. Yeah, no, this one's also on me, literally. Literally. So he's like, I didn't knock it. I'm like, well, how did it come straight towards me? Anyways, short story long, no problems. We get on the train later that night. This guy now had had two IPAs and then switched over to red wine. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Had two more of those. That's it. Four sure. beverages, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, we're yeah. good to go. We, yeah, yeah. we hit the McDonald's. Of course you, know you do. Yeah, yeah. On what the a train. great train station, it's, honestly. <laughs> yeah, for sure it is. For sure it is. So we're on, we're in a four seater. He's sitting next to me and it's like the, it's like the, um, the same train from Kenny Rogers, the gambler, right? It's, <laughs> it's dark. We're on a train bound from nowhere. <laughs> He's in the window seat. We have another pint going, the four of us. And the, one of the guys across from us says, are you? are you all right? And I turn and look, he's got a plastic bag up to his mouth. Oh no. But like, it looks like he's hyperventilating. Like he's sort of. Okay. And, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Oh no. And we're like, okay. And then all you hear is. Ah, can you sit somewhere else? <laughs> he's between me and the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. And I'm like, could you not just say, can I is get. This, is this two IPA and two red wine guy? Yeah. Oh. Same guy. No good, man. Okay. So that's, that's, that is what that's it is. That's Rob's travel experience. Yeah. Coming home. We're already late. Rob misses me is what's for sure. <laughs> what's happened? For my, yeah. My Not hetero, one hetero life My hetero mate. life mate. Not one train hurl did Matt ever. <laughs> no. 
Maybe no, a train platform or two. Pants, but don't worry about yeah, that. that happens. <laughs> Who hasn't? Okay, so I get out. He wanders off down to the washroom. Good call. Whatever. Blah blah blah. He comes back. We go to we go to get off the train. Yeah. And I throw my coat on. And I reach, oh no, uh, I, no! I reach down and grab my it's knapsack. Damp. It's damp. It's covered with uh, vomit. Uh. The one whole side. I'm like, is there a hole in that bag? Can't believe this plastic bag didn't hold. Hold all your vomit. <laughs> but I'm like, what? I have a little red wine and some pistachios? Like, what are you, what's going on here, man? <laughs> and the worst part is I, I didn't really notice it. There's something worse than my vomit covered backpack. Till I slung it over my shoulder. Ah, and then squish. somebody's like, oh my God, look at that. I'm like, look at what? And they're like, this the whole str- Anyways, Ugh. it's all over the bag. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that bag I've had, uh, it's a, it's a fantastic Swiss it's a, army it's backpack. Tired. Nope. Nope. I've, I've given wow. it a, a couple scrubs. Mentally. I don't know if I could get past it. A couple deep washes on its own, but yeah. Vomit, Matt. Vomit. Somebody else's vomit. It's one thing for you to get silly, <laughs> drunk, stupid, and vomit on yourself. Who hasn't been there? Um, but... Do you suppose that there is any other podcast nominated for best podcast in Ottawa opening their show this week with someone vomited on my stuff? I don't know, but this is why you people come here. If you're looking to get nominated, I would suggest you embark on, turn over a new leaf, my friend. So anyways, I am. So anyway, it's a vomit free Tuesday. I'm I'm working on that. I'm working on that. And have more than four drinks. Or don't. Yeah, that's true, Matt. Like, stop short of four. If that's your, if that's your limit, you got to know when to pump the brakes. Yeah. And he's like, he's telling, he's telling the guy who had, the the waiter had no personality whatsoever. Oh, I can't believe he wasn't amused by someone vomiting into a plastic bag on his Oh, no, no, sorry. This is, this is pre-vomit. I'm talking about in the deli planet. Oh, okay. But he comes over and he's like, the guy's like, I want a, I want a red, what do you have in red wine? He's like, I don't know what I have in red wine. I I have a red wine. I've got a house. He's like, and the guy's like, I want a juicy a juicy red wine. Sir, you're in a train station. Yeah, you will you're take... in a place called the Delhi Planet. <laughs> you will take the red wine we have. You'll take the house <laughs> wine called the Lachine River. Like, get in it. Right. Anyways, that's... Uh, I, I so that's it. how... While, while Graham Nichols and I were pounding out a pod on Sunday afternoon, that's what Rob was enduring in, uh, in Montreal and at yep. points in between Montreal and Ottawa. Yep. So, you know, I was fine. I was just snickering at him. Mm-hmm. Until, until, I found, until I found out oh, that his vomit is on my bag. Yeah. Somehow. And you know what? I, 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 I took it fairly well, all things considered, right? I think we know a younger Rob may have, I don't know, pushed that guy in the ground and rubbed it on him. <laughs> Punched his head. Yeah. <laughs> Take the hand, smash the glass, grab that hammer. They, they always yeah. tell you in the yeah, emergency exit and start whacking his head. Yeah. Well, smash the glass with him. Yeah. But anyways, didn't happen. And I'm washing the bag. Anyways, I'm here. I also am traveling this weekend coming up, so. Well, why, we might as well put it out there at this point, man, on uh, on Sunday afternoon in studio to record your Monday morning podcast. Creech and Bunda back in here. They started on this podcast as a pair, mainly talking MMA. And then uh, Creech kind of started to flake on us a bit here and there. Bunda's never missed the call when we've tapped Bunda on the shoulder and said, hey, can you come in? Bunda always said yes. And, uh, and Creech just back from Mexico. Yeah. 
Uh, so he's going to be in, I guess, vacation mode, which we'll take. Uh, but will they he, will be. Will here. he be burned though? Uh, he'll be burned by Bunda and I is actually what's about okay. to happen. All right. Well, and so, but the, the deal is he's, he's a married guy with children. Yeah. It's a, it's a different vibe. Right. Yeah. And so he's, he's got other responsibilities. And so when we put the call out to, you know, what time do you want to do this? Bunda always responds like whatever. And I'm like, whatever. And just wait for Creech to go, I can squeeze you in between nap time and, and bath time. <laughs> right. His yeah. or the kids, we don't know. Well, and Bunda, we Bunda joins you in the, in the, in the singlet wearing company too, right? He's a bit of a Haystack Calhoun guy for too. For sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, that will be for your Monday morning show. So it will not be MMA centric. It'll be the, the news of the day. And, uh, and we're looking forward to having those guys back in studio at the same time. Uh, I guess we might as well start with. Uh, the biggest hockey news of the week, Bo Horvat traded from the gong show Vancouver Canucks to the slightly less gong show New York Islanders, who I believe at the time of the trade, the Canucks had a 519 winning percentage and uh, he was traded to the Islanders who were at a 515 winning percentage. So I don't know whether they're planning on trying to lock him up long term. They must be to go ahead and make a trade like that. But the deal is Bo Horvat for Anthony Bavillier, uh, Atu Ratu, and a first-round pick. That first-round pick has some strange conditions tied to it. Apparently, early on, it was reported that if the Islanders have a top 12 draft pick this year, it would be bounced to next year. I guess that's not completely true. What happens is if the Islanders have a top 12 pick this year, they have the choice Right. As to whether or not uh, it happens this year or next year, I don't have to tell senators what a nightmare it can be to have that decision looming over you for a while. Um, And frankly, I don't have to tell Leafs fans how much of a nightmare it can be to make a trade banking on your team being pretty good this year and then having them not be very good that year. That's how the Leafs uh, ended up trading Kessel for Sagan and Hamilton. Oh, yes. Or vice versa, I yep. guess. What turned out to be uh, Sagan and Hamilton for uh, Or you Phil Florida Kessel. Panther fans. Wow. Yeah, that's a whole other, uh, who may have traded Ben Sherratt for Connor Bedard. Uh, we'll see how that shakes Love it. Um, look, it's an interesting deal. The Islanders, uh, according to Dom Luschichin of The Athletic, went from a 15% chance of making the playoffs before the trade to... 19% chance of making the playoffs after the trade. They don't make this deal, I don't think, unless they believe they can lock this guy up long term. And the Canucks, there are people out there making the argument that maybe you'd have got more if you'd have waited. Uh, I don't know. They've already shown us the PR hit your franchise can take by waiting before making crucial decisions. What do you think, man? Yeah, ask Pierre Dorian about trading Mark Stone at the 11th hour. Right. Yeah, sometimes, oh my God, you're just desperate, right? Like Sokolov and Brandstrom, baby. Yeah. So, to me. There's still some hope for Sokolov, isn't there? No. No? Okay. No. Go ahead. Hope would be the word. Sure. (laughs) You know? Yeah. That and a pound of shit. And I still, as a nonsense fan, have been pounding my chest for a long time. Give Bradstrom a chance. We've given him a chance. He is what he is at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, when they traded, when Ottawa traded Pajot to the island Mm -hmm. for a first, second, and then a third, if they either went to the cup or won the cup. So it only ended up being a first and a second. Right. 
Nice return, right? That first turned into Ridley Gregg. Um, Who's looked pretty good in his first couple games yeah, now. As it, a is, it is a couple games, but it's still. Sure. Um, but they signed him right away, if, yes. if you remember. Like within 10 minutes of the deal yeah, being Yeah, they gave him that five times five or whatever it was, yeah. right? Which was rich. Yep. For, you know, a guy who is your third line center. And we had Steve Warren in that night. That's right. Right, and we're both like. That was actually our last guest before the pandemic rolled in and okay, yeah. closed the studio for a while. And we're like, yeah, yeah, miss that guy, but five times five right. for a guy who is going to be your third line center? Yep. <laughs> See ya, you know? <laughs> um, but to me, that that's curious. Now, it, it did just happen sort of within the last 24 hours, right? The trade happened. Yep. Yeah, and so I, I'm surprised they haven't already. And I, and I wonder if the longer it goes, the, the other thing you were hearing a lot was yeah, that if they can't, if they can't extend him, then they may just flip him too. Flip him at the deadline. At the deadline. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's on the table. Um, it would be the most Lou thing ever. Yeah. To, Cause you could see him in his press conference or his media call, uh, on Monday night saying repeatedly, I know Bo Horvat is a professional. I know he would understand what we've given up to give him this opportunity. Yeah. Like these sorts of leaning on him already, leaning on him. And if I'm Bo Horvat, I don't, maybe, maybe I'm fine to stay and be a, a New York Islander. But Lou could have had me a long time ago for free. At hello? Oh no. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Well, basically <laughs> uh, it was the devils still under Lou Lamorello's control at the time who drafted or traded the pick yeah. that turned out to be Bo Horvat to Vancouver. I guess that was part of the Corey, Corey Schneider. Schneider. I believe, yeah. yeah. So look, if you pay me fair value, if I'm Bo Horvat, I'll stay. Sure. Might be fun to be a New York Islander. I don't know. What is fair value? <sighs> this is the whole thing. And I, I don't know, right? Like Friedman seems to think that, that eight times eight gets it done. Do you want to pay Bo Horvat I don't, eight I times don't. eight? But I don't this think is the whole thing. did either. Clearly, they decided at the draft last year, we want to get this done. And they pushed and pushed and pushed. And by all accounts, they weren't close. So they turned around and said, oh, yeah? Well, then we'll sign JT Miller to fuck ourselves. Yep. And just in spite of you. Yes. Take a look at this. Right. And JT Miller's like, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that. And... Then Bo Horvat went out and had the season he's having now, where he's on pace for like 52 goals at 22% shooting. Yeah. Uh, his career is closer to th- 13. Uh, 13, I yeah. believe. So has Bo Horvat Sounds at 20, like right, has, <laughs> has he just figured out how to score? Yeah, 27, a, that's how it that, works. That's, he's figured it out, or are we bound for a little? And that put Vancouver in a very tough spot. If we weren't close in June... And now you've put up this kind of season, uh, we're not coming up, right? And he's going, yeah, but I just showed you I'm a 50-goal guy. This gets tough. And so would Lou do it? I don't know. We've seen Lou do some crazy shit. Uh, I'm quite frankly very much all in on watching him bury another New York Metro area team, (laughs) salt the earth for a while. But this is... I don't hate this, to be honest with you. I don't hate it for the Islanders. Bring him in. You gave up Bavillier. Uh, Atu Ratu, by all accounts, is was a top-end prospect. Like he, they were talking stagnant. top five yes. pick. 
especially when he was, you know, 16 years yep. old or whatever. His skating started to become a bit of an issue. They weren't sure. And uh, so you trade him to Vancouver. We'll see what that becomes. The real gamble is the first round pick. And I don't think we finished that thought where if it's this year at top 12, Lou and the Islanders get to decide we're going to keep the pick or we're going Bump to allow to you year. to pick. Yeah, exactly. And it'll be unprotected next year. It's next year, no stuck. matter what happens, it's... This is almost exactly what happened with the with the senators situation, right? And you, do you bank on, on on two fronts? Do you bank on being better next year or worse next year? Now, the thing that the Islanders have that most teams don't have, who are worried about being good or bad, is Ilya Sorokin, right? A top five goalie in the league who might single handedly keep you out of the bottom ten drafting teams. But next year, like the Islanders are clearly guarding against giving up. Connor Bedard, right? If you finish 11th overall, right. we're going to keep that yeah, fucking we're taking pick. That. Or, yeah. yeah, so. But if you're the Vancouver Canucks, I don't hate this mainly just because of that pick. You're kind of betting on a on the Islanders and going, I don't think you're going to be that good next year. I think you might be good enough to stay out of the top 12 this year. Yep. I don't know, right? Well, like, I don't hate it for the Canucks. See, the thing is, we talked about the, the Panthers with their trading away firsts. Unprotected first. Yeah, for Sherratt, another one for Giroux last year. Like, they're without first rounders till like 2026. Yeah. You look at the idea of deferring or not deferring and, and your picks. You talk about the, the, the senators who opted to take theirs and take Brady Kachuk. Yep. And move it to what turned out to be the Jack Hughes draft. Right. They got bumped back to fourth. Colorado took Bowen Byram, I think. You look at the flip side of that. When Ottawa traded Carlson, they had the option of not resigning Evander Kane and Ottawa's pick being that year, but instead they signed Kane. The first of that year went to Buffalo, bumping Ottawa's pick to the next year, which turned out to be Tim Stutzla. Right. So they went from being that, you know, Buffalo got the 21st pick to Ottawa getting the third. And so it is an absolute crapshoot. It's crap a crapshoot, for sure. And if you look at with Horvat going there at 27, he now becomes like the fifth youngest guy on the roster. Yeah, that is an old team. And if I'm if I'm Bo Horvat, I don't... Do I want to sign up for this long term? No. What is that going to look like, right? And you, like I said, when I talk about... Like Lou is already leaning on him. Hey, we gave it. I don't care. But get a haircut and shave your beard. This is all the things that go into a Lou team, right? That you've got to, no beards and, and military brush cuts and bullshit like that. Listen, old man, it's 2023, <laughs> right? You're not running a military division in 1977. This is, yeah, that, that's a whole other thing. But Lou, at this point, he has a, a month to talk to this guy. See if they can figure it out. And if Bo Horvat is smartly going, I don't care about your bullshit rules, uh, then Lou can flip him again, probably for a pretty comparable price to what he just paid. Right. At least get that first round. But like Anthony Bavillier is a middle six winger. He's fine. He's a guy no one would have a problem having on their team. But you're not horribly disappointed that you lost that guy or... Right. You were hoping that guy was a top six and as soon as you're described as, yeah, you go, as a top nine forward. Right. He's got a year left on his deal. When you call somebody a top nine forward, 
You're trying That's to get, a third line for You're him. trying to generously stretch that guy into a, into a third line. Well, right? Did you see Patrick Alvin in his press conference for the Canucks? Yeah. Uh, three, said, three firsts? We look at this as like we got three first round picks. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. You spinning fucking. See, and he, he said. Pavillier was, like, he's 25. Yep. So six years ago. Yep. Maybe you thought he might be a first round pick. Then you got the actual first round pick. Good for you. That's that's legit. That can't, can't dispute that. And Atu Ratu is we'll see, right? Maybe you can salvage that. But to try and sell us, we think we got three first round. Get the fuck out of well, here. Well, see, and you heard him, he called him Atu Rati. That's been going back and forth. It's it's always been Atu Ratu. It, so maybe just Just out of spite. He's just intentionally <laughs> I'm going to mispronounce I'm going to call him Sebastian Ajo because there seems to be a bunch of those. <laughs> There's a bunch around. of those. There's a sweet and a fan and there's yeah. just a bunch of them, right? So It's apparently Atu Ratu. Okay. And I, this is one of those things I went online to make sure and checked a few places knowing I was going to have to do this up and I don't like to look as silly as Patrick Alvin. Yeah. Ever. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> and that's really only why he's speaking instead of uh, old man Rutherford. Rutherford. Rutherford's like, forget it. I don't want to get involved in any of that. <laughs> Jim but, Rutherford, eh? After the Pat... Uh, Bruce Boudreaux firing. Boudreaux. Yeah. And the Canucks. Yep. He comes up and he's like, maybe my mistake was just talking too much. So I just won't talk anymore. Like, yeah, that was your mistake. That was your problem was just yeah. you talking too much. You fucking. It is a good start though. Yeah. If you just shut your word hole. I just like seeing the two oldest. Yeah. <laughs> trading whatever. I don't think, I don't hate this deal, honestly, for either team. Because you did it early enough if you're the Islanders that if it's clear this guy's not staying, you can still limit your damage, trade him back out. And the Canucks, I would take that bet on the Islanders being a bottom team next year and not being that good. Sorokin scares me that he might keep them reasonably good, but everything the Islanders are doing or the Canucks are doing right now should be based on the future. Don't worry, the rest of the the Islanders' 15 to 20 goal scorers, which is what they seem to have, (laughs) like... A, a gajillion of them. Um, we'll keep them mediocre. And if the goaltending doesn't, uh, yeah. stand on its head, then you're, you're likely in, you're likely in trouble. Right. And, and that's a team and we went through it, right? All the guys and, and their ages, that's, that's a team that should be really sort of anybody who says, yeah, this team went to back to back conference finals a couple of years ago. And you're like, yeah, under Barry Trotz mm-hmm. and they haven't even flirted. Like they haven't, like they didn't make it last year. Right. They're not in this year. Old guys usually means. Right. There's the pot. The best fourth line in hockey is now 35 years old and locked up long term. Yeah, it's funny how it's, Matt Martin, I, yeah. I thought that guy had to be 45 years old. <laughs> He's only 33. Yeah. Casey Zizekas. Still yeah. kicking around. Cal Clutterbuck. Cal Clutterbuck, former Oshawa general. Yeah. So all, it, to me, it's 80-year-old Lou Lamorello not rebuilding. No. Right? The, and he that, can't. This is all his. I, I these know. are his guys. Yeah, I, you got to go all in. Well. But everybody else doesn't have to go all in. Where's Leo Komarov? Yeah. <laughs> I believe he's back <laughs> in the KHL, but still taking loose cake, I believe. Okay, for, <laughs> there you go. Well, then he's never out of range. If he's still, he could be coming back. Cause that's, True, that's man. a Lou guy. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Uh, so I don't know. I, I gotta be honest, even for Lou, I didn't hate this deal because it was done early. I don't totally get it. You're not, like I said, Dom had them going in the athletic from 14% making the playoffs to 19%. You only do this if you believe you can lock him up long-term, 
but you pointed out that Pajot deal where he clearly believed at that time he could lock him up long-term and did it within 10 minutes of the trade being completed. As we sit here right now, there's no whisper of that. Both no. the team and the player said there were no talks before the trade. Uh, it's just as likely, just as possible that Bo says, yeah, cool, I'm willing to play here for for a few weeks and then and Bo, then I'm moving on. Bo don't know. And, and really, Bo knows, man. And, and you can, you can like it for both teams. But you can also just as easily say that's kind of two teams that are floundering. And well, like I said, five nineteen and five fifteen winning percentage, and don't know what they're doing, no. and they're just yeah. sort of going, "Hey, hey flip, I don't, flip, I don't flip, think I said flip. I like it. I think I said I don't oh, hate okay. it. Okay, I don't oh, hate it. Sorry, yeah, I just, I, I guess I, I, I know gleam. you're looking to back me into a corner. I, I, I gleam, no, no, no. And all I was saying, I, I was just flipping it the other way and saying, I don't, I don't really like it for either team, but right. I don't, I don't think I'd like either team and the direction that they're going in. Like it, it, to me, it seems a bit like. Yeah, I don't love Beauvillier, right? I don't think he's going to go out there and no. and play for Rick Tockett in a... He's a guy, don't you think, you're flipping... He's got one year left on his deal. You flip him next year at the deadline and hopefully bring in a second round pick maybe or... Yeah, okay. Yeah, further assets down the road. But right. yeah, I don't think you're winning with, no. with, with Beauvillier at this point. No, he's a placeholder while you're... You're doing your thing and trying to tear down and, and I was going to say, they, they got to know what their thing is first. And that's, that's all my, <laughs> my that's all my point that's is fair. I think, I think some of them look at it and go, yeah, we're bringing in Beauvillier who's going to replace, he'll replace your Bo Horvat 2018 points. Sure. Like to me, when. That's when, the whole thing that makes it so complicated. Yes, of course it What does. do you want to do with, good for you, man. You did what you're supposed to do in a contract year, have your best year ever. I'm looking at the rest of your career going, I'm not banking on this ever happening again. William Carlson, that's, <laughs> like that's a guy who jumps up and you go, right? that 25% shooting percentage? That's probably not going to last. That should stick around. <laughs> yeah, no. Anyways, yeah. So it's just, I don't really like either of the teams and I don't think, I think they're both somewhat rudderless at this point. And, yeah. and I think. Dutch rudderless. Double Dutch rudderless. <laughs> two teams, two old men face to face. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> So, anyways, you brought it up. I did. Yes. I wish I had. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of ugly old men. <laughs> it's a great transition. Thank you. Uh, Bobby Hall. Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Hall passed away this week, and this is a conversation you and I have had before, but more frequently on the music realm. How do you remember someone who is a legend in what they do, but turns out to be not a very good person. And this is what faces the Chicago Blackhawks right now, who we all know handle all of these situations yep. very well. Uh, Bobby Hall, for those who don't know, on top of all his fantastic accomplishments in hockey, uh, accused by multiple ex-wives, power to you if you have multiple ex-wives, uh, and accused by more than one of them of being uh, a domestic abuser. Also quoted in a Moscow newspaper in the late 90s as having said, Hitler had some good ideas. Just went a little too far. Like, easy, Bobby. Yeah. And said that, uh, you know, some of what Hitler was proposing might have curtailed, you know, the, the, the increasing black population in the United States at the time. So Bobby Hall... Pretty clearly a very good hockey player. Maybe not a very good person. Mm-hmm. And Mark Lazarus has a terrific piece in The Athletic right now. We'll link to it in the show notes. I'd encourage you to check that out. 
about what do the Hawks do right now? Because the Hawks are the last team right now that wants this sort of attention on them as they try and rebuild their own legacy. Um, but is what a do you Hawks do? legend though? Not just like a former Hawk. No, this is a guy who made his name with the Correct. Chicago Blackhawks yeah. before moving on to the WHA and the Winnipeg Jets, becoming the first ever million dollar athlete mm-hmm. in uh, or million dollar hockey player mm-hmm. in North America. And so, like I said, we've talked about this with Michael Jackson, right? What do you feel? What do you think when you hear his songs versus should I even be lit? Like it, it, it puts fans in a tough spot. And it, right now it's putting the NHL and the Blackhawks in a tough spot. Do you think, first of all, under normal circumstances with an all-star game happening this weekend, that there would, under normal circumstances, be an acknowledgement, a ceremony, and then on top of that, do you think since this isn't normal circumstances, will there be one at the All-Star Game? And it is in Florida. It is in Florida. Florida man beats raccoon <laughs> to a death with a hammer, right? That, that kind of thing, right? Like, Sure. Things yeah. things just are, are go there, right? Things yeah. are, yeah, no, pedal down in Florida. Yeah, like it's... so what, what flies in Columbus isn't the same as what flies in Florida. Right. So um, I, I think it gets mentioned. For sure I do. Uh, I see, see, and he was also not that this can, you know, you know, takes any of the pressure off the, the rest of the, of the things he's done and said, but also a notorious enjoyer of a cocktail or sure two. And I just, you but I don't like to throw stones from that position. <laughs> yeah. You've, you've never endorsed Hitler or, or beat no, your wife. It's, true. That, it's very true, Matt. No. And, and, and I, I shouldn't, um, but I enjoy a cocktail or two. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But so I, I, ha- I kind of think the NHL is going to pass the buck here. I kind of think Bobby Hall doesn't get mentioned at the all-star game. I think it's easy enough with fallout boy is going to be there. Okay. That's... Green day is not available. So here's yeah. other green day, uh, making, you know, the musical performance we can do, you know, the, I'm sure there'll be a celebrity doing national anthems. We'll have other things going on. I think the NHL is going to skate on this and pass the buck to the Blackhawks, who I believe their next home game is February 7th. And, you know, I'm sure right now they're wrestling with, are we better off to have the bye week right now right? where we can figure out what to do with this? Or, or do nothing, let it go. Right. Or holy shit, we'd rather play a home game tomorrow and just get this over with. It's going to be tough because there's no winning in this situation for the Blackhawks. Does, does his jersey still hang from the rafters? I believe so, but they did remove him last year from being a team ambassador uh, when they were trying to un you know everything around Kyle Beach clean and up a bunch of that. They removed him as an ambassador or did not renew his contract. They left his statue up, not wanting to make a you know we've been talking about more important statues than that being torn down or left yep. up. I don't think they wanted that story at the time. Uh, but they did decide we're going to part ways as an organization with you at this point. And so I think at this point, you're almost in a no-win situation if you're the Blackhawks. There's going to be one side. I happen to think, and it would be my belief, there will be a moment of silence before the next home game. There'll be a vid- little video package of everything he did on the ice, and then you just carry on. No words. You don't ask your players to say things about him. Reporters can ask, but right. the organization doesn't have to. You drop the puck, 
and you carry on. But you're staring down one side that's going to say you just celebrated a yep. wife-beating Nazi yep. sympathizer. And that's, yeah, it's hard, to, that's a hard argument to win, <laughs> that, that, that is. And what do you do? And, so and another to, side that says, oh, your woke ass is tap dancing on his grave and, and bullshit like that. It's going to be very difficult for yeah, the Blackhawks But, but the, the reality is for a guy who has, who has scored as many goals as he has, it's very quiet on that front period, it is. period right? Yeah. He is not one of those guys that gets celebrated. Anywhere. It's very quiet on the Bobby yeah. Hall front. For, right. And it has been for a couple decades. Yeah. Really. And so. Well, as this stuff all started to trickle out, people yeah. wanted less and less to do with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they care a lot less about how well you can shoot the puck, right? Right. When, when you say those sorts of things. Yeah. But it's interesting when you look at, um, that's a guy who between the, the WHA and, and the NHL scored almost not over 900 goals yep. in 500 fewer games than Gordy Howe. Right. Like Howe had about 50 more goals, but he did it in almost 600 more games. Well, like people forget we just back in September did that 50th anniversary of the 1972 series, right? Canada, Russia. Yeah. No Bobby Hall. No Bobby Hall. And what that might've meant. No, who knows? They may have won if they had him. Sure. Oh wait. Bobby Orr, Bobby <laughs> Hall. Yeah. A couple of big names. No, you're right. But that's a, Big, big name at the time that's off in the W and I think like two years later, one year later, the WHA did their own, you know, uh, series with the Soviets and it didn't go very well. No, it's a less publicized. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is one of those things that we're going to be fighting with for a while now that gets thrown into that pile with the culture wars, right? That you're either too woke to celebrate this guy or... Too insensitive to uh, to acknowledge what he's done, and yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I I mentioned that line from Mark Lazarus there a little while ago. A great hockey player died; a great man did not. And right, you, you're entitled to your own opinion on that, but uh, I'll be fascinated to see how this plays out. I would be shocked if they don't do something, but it doesn't have to be much. Please stay in a moment of silence. Here's the video package and we're carrying on, right? I, it's, it, that's sort of the way I yeah. expect this uh, to play I, yeah. out. And we'll, and we'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah. To me, either one of us remembers to watch a Blackhawks game on February 7th. Yeah. <laughs> well, since they now have them on cable TV, unlike the old days. Right. Uh, and that was interesting thus far. The only two things that the Black and at this point, there's nothing else they could have done. The organization put out an unsigned, very... You know, a very successful member of our organization, you know, made his name with the Blackhawks, this and this. And then Rocky Wirtz put out this beloved Blackhawks legend. You're like, okay, I can see we're on two different pages here in terms of the person versus the organization. The Wirtz family always known for sensitivity and understanding. For sure. Uh, What are we sipping on here next, ma'am? You're going to crack it and you're going to tell me. I've already, uh, I sleuthed out your beer so you can... uh Nice. Good crack, Matt. Great crack. Great crack, Matt. That wasn't great, but. What does that taste like to you? A little thicker than the last one. Okay. Back to Matt's crack again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's like a. 
This is called Matthew of Bristol. Okay. English Red Ale. Red Ale. Okay. Yeah. So I can it, see that. It's from Market Brewing. You can get out a new market. Yeah. Comes in at 5.5. But yeah, it's got a little- um, It's creamy. Yeah. With like a sort of malty like up front a bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It's nice. It's a bit of a, it's, it's a bit of a change of direction though. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. See, well, the last one was like 6.7%. Per- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, IPA, anything was going to be a bit of a. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, true. But that was nice. The, uh, the collective arts. Yep. Uh, well, like we said, collective arts doesn't mess up much, right? Like, no. They do a nice job. But I do like a, I do like a, I, I'm sort of moving a bit more in that West Coast IPA style. Yeah. Because you're always more of a, a Northeast kind of. Yeah, yeah. I like the New England, but to me, you sort of, um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the uh, the punch it up hoppiness sure. of the West Coast style. I wanted to give a shout out. I, I had it on our list of topics, and I don't know how much, honestly, there is here, man. I'll leave that up to you. But I wanted to give a shout out to the people over at uh, the Bloody Elbow. And when Vanessa was in here last week, we talked about SBN and Vox, and how they were cutting their funding to all their hockey websites. And they were demonetizing all of them. And at the time, even though I said very clearly I wasn't trying to diminish anyone else, I took some blowback online after I said that the biggest loss in my mind was the Ice Garden, which was their women's hockey website. Every NHL team had an SBN uh, website. And all of them were demonetized and each of them are handling that a little differently. We'll do our own thing. Maybe we'll crowdfund. Maybe it'll just break up and disappear. But there were other places covering the NHL. There are precious few places covering women's hockey. And the Ice Garden is a place that I went very frequently when I knew we were going to be talking about that on the show. That's where I would go to try and do my research. And so for that to disappear had an over, over the top impact on the sport that it was covering compared to each right. team specific website. And I sort of feel the same way just earlier, uh, just the other day, the bloody elbow said they got caught up in it. It, it wasn't just a hockey thing. They were the uh, website for SBN that was covering MMA and the UFC and the, the UFC for how big it's gotten is still a very niche sport, right? It, it's yeah. not something that, that everybody is into. And when you look around ESPN buying up the TV rights means that their journalists, their people who are covering it answer to the TV rights holders. Yep. And that doesn't always mean that it, it's not that different, right? Than the way we sometimes view coverage of the Blue Jays. I f- o- overwhelmingly believe for the most part that your Shy Davides and your Ben Nicholson Smiths and your Arden's Wellings and these sorts of guys are doing the best they can, but they are working for a website or an organization that also owns the team. And so you got to be careful. And so once ESPN bought up the TV rights for the UFC, anyone writing for ESPN sort of comes with that same warning label. Fair or not, it that it is what it is. Right. You've seen Ariel Helwani moved from working for Fox when the rights were over there to ESPN. And then eventually he never really said he wouldn't trash anybody. He said he loved his time at ESPN, but he said 
for me to be able to do my job, I got to move on. And that should set off some alarm bells, right? In terms of why couldn't the most prominent MMA broadcaster and journalist do his job under the ESPN banner? Well, when you own the rights. Is this, hmm. the, is this the same guy who was also told he couldn't enter the building? There is that. At a time but he two? was allowed to do that for a very long time. They I let know, him cover for. Anyway, all I'm saying is this this loss of another outlet that is covering the sport from outside the UFC controlled umbrella is not good. Especially when you already think the worst of the sport or the organization, you need people who aren't under the thumb of Endeavor Entertainment or the UFC or ESPN saying, here's what we heard. Here's what we know. Here's who we've spoken to. And so I don't know how much is on the table here, man. I don't know how much you want to get into it, but it, to me, it's a, it's a loss. And I feel for those guys. I have DM'd a few of those guys when I've had questions before doing a show. They've always been good to us. Um, I should put that out there on the table as well, but it's, it's disappointing to see another independent outlet disappear. Yeah. Well, and it smacks of the old days of covering hockey when local beat guys traveled the trains with you and they were like essentially embedded right in with the team and you go, can we always count on you as an unbiased, impartial opinion? Right. No. Probably not. No. And so- the people who are aren't in any way swallowed up by the tentacles of, of the of the mothership. Yeah, if if you want independent coverage of the UFC right now, it's getting harder and harder to find. Yeah, and this that's not good for the sport. You creature Bunda, to. that's where we're going. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> there'll be nice. bloody there'll be el- bloody elbows here on the. On yeah, my. well, I, I know I know a couple of you are are, are over six foot and. One is not. And we got things to say to Creech. He's yeah. missed a couple shows yes. here, so. <laughs> There'll be blood. Yeah. Be there blood. will be blood. Right. I love it. Um, just before we fired up the recording here, the Blue Jays made a signing in their bullpen who may or may not end up playing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chad Green, who, if you'd have told me even a year ago the Jays had signed, you'd be pretty pumped. Fist pumping. Right. Yes, guy. He had looked dominant at times in that Yankees bullpen, uh, but went down in June for uh, Tommy John. So we're not expecting him back until June at the earliest. I don't know how to explain the contract that they've signed with him because there are options all over the place. Essentially, they have locked him up to a two-year deal, about $8.5 million. Um, 8.5 over the two years. Over the two years. I guess the first option goes to the Blue Jays. Yeah. Lock him in for another three. If you go, ah, didn't see enough to do that. Right. The next option goes to him where you can go, okay, but you are locking me in for next year, which would be 2024 on a one-year deal. If he passes on that, the Blue Jays can lock him in to two years. Oh, I missed that. (laughs) Didn't quite. I missed that part. Yeah. So there's a lot going on here. And all of that is based on the fact that they're getting him at a pretty decent rate if he comes off Tommy John looking anywhere close to his prime, right? Because this year, the first year is a bit of a show me. The contract, I believe, is 2.7 of that. If you see him at all. Right. Right. Because uh, 12 to 14 months is usually the minimum on a Tommy John. So. That happened in June. Yeah, you're talking about you're talking about at, post post All Star game, right? June at the earliest, you see him back. More likely July, August. 
if he comes back, and some guys, frankly, come back off Tommy John better. Yeah. Right? There's something about whatever they do. I got to freshen that bad boy up. Right. Put a little juice in there. Yeah, grease the elbow up. Or right. Go. So we'll see. And he could be a terrific boost if he comes off Tommy John in whatever, mid-August, joins the team and, and throws anywhere near what he did for the Yankees in his prime. But there's also the possibility that he's not even close to healthy yet. And now you have decisions to make after this season. Yeah. It's not, I still think, uh, you know, Swanson is the guy that came back for T Oscar in that trade is supposed to be that big right-handed addition. You're still like Trevor Richards right now is your big lefty. That's a problem. And this doesn't address that, but this is a guy that if he's healthy, could help you a lot in a late season drive and playoffs. But at this point, like it's a gamble, maybe a correct gamble for a team in this point. But what do you think? At right now it's a $2.7 million gamble and whatever may happen next year. So to me it's. But you may pay that 2.7 for nothing. Like you may not even see him. Yeah. And and I think, I think for a team that needs to win. Yeah. You're in your window. That is, that's 3 million bucks. Clink. I'm going to chip. I like that part of it. I like to see the Jays acting like a, a contender and be a big market team. Yeah. That's a reasonable gamble. So to me, I I think you have that window and you let it go and and we see what happens. Uh, To me, it's only upside. Yeah. I I am, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, okay, look at that. That is, and now if the Yankees felt like there, he was, you know. Sure. The Yankees don't give up on. No, they don't. And they can afford to pay more than you. So that's a bit of a red flag, but, but to me. They're also saying well, they can also go and just spend somewhere else and not even spend worry about spend this, more money right? and, yeah. and, and not worry about it. Yeah. So, but I am I'm ha- I'm I'm happy that the Jays have done this, and to me, it's it's um, it's really just a win win. And it's funny to say that over two point seven this year, and possibly eight point five over two. Yeah. But to me, that is that's money. That's an investment. That's to me. This is the type of gamble that a team like this should be making, right? Like, we don't need you. Through April, May, in theory, hopefully, we yeah. don't need you through April, May, June, or whatever. Go get right, get healthy, and if we see you at the end of August coming down the stretch, that would be awesome. Because he is at his best, very good, but his numbers were starting to trend down. Maybe that was the injuries, right? We'll, we'll see. His numbers were not trending in the right direction, but yeah, sometimes guys coming off Tommy John, a refind it and b find it better than they ever had yeah. before. Yeah, so. no, and so. I, I'd be very happy if, if he could come back and he could be a seventh, eighth, inning guy, whatever yeah. that looks like, right? In terms, yeah, of- you got Anthony Bass sitting there, right? Obviously, Romano is going to close for you. Um, we'll see what else is going to happen and and like what's where Swanson's going to fit in. Well, I'm trying to think of what's the name of that guy that came up from Arizona last year, Toronto, a Brampton guy. Oh, Pop? that was from Miami. Miami, sorry. Pop, yeah, yeah. I'll be interested to see what he turns out. In. I'd like to see him work just because we like our local guys, right? But right, uh, but but just in terms of of the high velocity, yep. and, and if you can give him a little Got more that time sweet with Walker, yeah, yeah, like just let's see what happens, yep. right? And so there are options, but to me, this is it's really, and again, it seems so weird with two point seven million, but it seems like nothing, right? It seems like yeah, a bit throw it on a, the pile, see what happens. Yep, and, and and just see what what transpires down the road, right? And and come late June. Yeah, let's see. Let him give him a little time, work his way in for for a stretch drive. 
Nice. And that should be the part of this that, that makes you more comfortable is, in theory, you don't need him, and he's a trade deadline guy that you didn't give up anything Actually trade to get. For it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so we'll see. Uh, I'd be curious. I, I know because of your travel plans, you didn't get a chance to see the conference finals in, uh, in either, but Chiefs versus uh, Eagles do anything for you in the Super Bowl? Yeah, well, I think I think you're looking at, you know, the two teams who were really dominant in both conferences, right? I know the Bills were, were yep. right there with with the Chiefs, but yeah, Cody Allen uh, on Monday, my elbow's kind of hurt. Not going to be able to make the Pro Bowl. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> Josh <laughs> like, Allen. It is Josh Allen. You're right. It's okay. I wasn't sure. I'm like, I missed a lot of things, but who's Cody Allen? Yeah. Yeah. Josh Allen. He's just one of the, fuck that. I'm not. Yeah. Well, and you know what the other thing I, I heard was, yeah, his elbow hurts, but he's still going to compete in the pro-am. He's a, in, All right. in the, in the golf <laughs> pro-am, right? I can't make it to the pro bowl, but I can, I can, I can sure do yeah, that yeah. golf pro, pro-am. So. Do you see the, uh, on Sunday afternoon and I, Love the uh, uh, the PGA for this. The waste management open, yeah, that's, in Arizona on the same weekend. I, I was going to say that's always the, the same Bowl. place that that the people that with the it's got the island green, yeah, and people are always shouting like, like it's Happy Gilmore. <laughs> How these, am I supposed to putt with that going on? Why don't these people go back to their trailer parks? <laughs> go back to your shanties. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I saw two fat naked bikers humping in the woods. <laughs> How am I supposed to putt with that going on? I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> but in the same state as the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, how many guys will just chop her out Sunday afternoon and over to the... I, I wonder, man. I, yeah. I think you'll see some PGA guys over there. It's a busy weekend for Arizona. Yeah, but it, it's a great Super Bowl, though, in, in terms of... I think so. You got two- one of those big markets that shits on the sidewalk and... Yeah, well, okay, and we're going to double down on our 2017 uh, <laughs> offer, which is uh, after seeing Eagles fans eating uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. horse shit off the, uh, off the street, and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm willing to eat a, a road apple for 50 grand. Uh, that, was, that was the offer in oh, 2017. Circle back, I think it was 10 grand at no, the time. No, 50. <laughs> absolutely Inflation 50. is a thing. <laughs> but I'm willing to do that. Okay. I'm willing to do that. And I, at the time, you said... It's a lot of grass, right? It, it won't be a big For deal. sure. <laughs> it's it's going to be nutty. No, it has come through, an, a, you know, an animal's te- intestines, but yeah. Yeah. ah, it is going to be, it, it, it's called a, you know, a road apple for a reason. It's all right. Totally yeah. good. 50 grand. No problem. Road apples. Yeah. Love that album. For sure, man. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's a, it's a good Super Bowl. You got your star, right? The guy you want to be the next guy and Patrick Mahomes, the Eagles, one of your you know, tent post organizations, uh, a huge fan base, crazy as fuck. Um, yeah, it'll be, uh, I, I think it's a good looking game. I know a lot of people were disappointed. Uh, I watched both games there on Sunday. A lot of people were disappointed thinking, you know, that the refs were slanted in Kansas City's yeah. direction. I don't ever buy that, man. I, I, You can absolutely talk me into the referees are shit. Yeah. You can't talk me into that they're corrupt. They're just yeah. bad. They're I, not leaning on either team. They're just bad. That's loser talk. Yeah. For sure it is, man. Big time. Sorry, Matty. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> See that? I didn't even know. Had some money said. riding on uh, <laughs> okay. on uh, Big Money Burrow and uh, Burrow, Big Money Burrow Lost. Head Stadium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> didn't pan out. Yeah, it did not pan out at all. All right. 
what are you going to do? But it, it, to me, it's interesting. I, I, I'll, I'm also interested to see how Rihanna does at, uh, at halftime, but yeah. we'll see how that whole thing shakes out. Apple music's gone all in on that because as of this past fall, they've become the, uh, the, the name sponsor of, you know, it'd be the Apple music halftime show. What, what, what happened to Pepsi? Yeah, they're out, man. Fuck you, Pepsi. Big Pepsi guy. Prefer Pepsi to Coke. To yeah, I know. Uh, you, you, well, see, I've uh, always been that guy. If I, if I had to do, uh, I'd do Coke over Pepsi. Yeah. But I do a Diet Pepsi over a Diet Coke. Yeah, I get that. It's got the little Where, twist Wherever of, I want to get my injection of aspartame. Yeah, it's got a little <laughs> twist of lime in it. Yeah. Like, I don't mind that. It's and if it's not enough, there's always been a Pepsi lime. Let's <laughs> pump it right up for you. No, no. See, and, and that's really what <laughs> it comes down much. to. When you talk about the aspartame, when it comes down to a diet beverage, it's just not as sweet. It's no. not as syrupy. Right. And that's really what what I'm looking for. You got to let the Picardi take care of that part. Well, it's, well see. But Fuck. Things, uh, I meant to tell you about this, man. I uh, I've, I tried for the first time a week or two ago the LCBO on Instacart. So I've used Instacart for a while on groceries and shit, right? Like yep. the, but the LCBO decided to jump on there. And for the longest time, when you would click on the alcohol tab, it would just be like um, the wine rack, like inside whatever grocery store. Get out of here with it. your cheap ass vomit-inducing. Ontario yeah, Ontario <laughs> wines. So I, I, the LCBO jumping on there was a big deal. And I thought, I'll check this out. And so you know me, more than anything else, I'm just looking for rum, right? From the LCBO. Do you have it in a barrel? So funny you say that. Okay. When you click on rum and you want to check out the, the Bacardi, the options at the time were 200 milliliter or 3,000 milliliter. <laughs> Those were your options. <laughs> so you can get just the tiny little Mickey, right? It, it, we're just going to top up. So, yeah, or the Texas Mickey, the, the big, you can't get a 26er. You couldn't get a 40. You couldn't even get a 60. It's got to be, I, I kind of, there's a part of me that respects the fact that they're like, no, you commit right now. What type of evening are you planning to have, right? Do you just need a little snifter to get you through the evening? Or are you planning to tie one on in a big way? Right? Christ, three liters. That's like one of the, like, do, do I get it with like like a four liter jug of Hawaiian Tropic right next to it? Like, this is something I'm finding at the Target store in Watertown. It was huge, man. 3,000 liters or two, like, or not liters. Uh, now no. look at that. <laughs> it's, it's one of those. Uh, Everything's bigger in Texas, Fishing Matt. stories, right. Exactly. Yeah, no, 200 milliliters or 3,000 milliliters. It was. Uh, so I want my 3,000 milliliters <laughs> of Bacardi. I want my like, my gallon of I Hawaiian two, Tropic. Two of and I want Pepsi. my pillowcase of pork rinds. Can we get all that in one? A plastic bag to hurl in over <laughs> Rob's back. <laughs> hey, man, don't da- do not downplay it no. <laughs> until you've done it. Right. But it, it does make me harken back to the days. Of us traveling and, yeah. and and you not vomiting on my knapsack, so I, I take great pride in that. I, I, I do miss that about yeah, us, yeah, Matt. Yeah, to yeah. be honest with you, so uh, all those things are uh, you know sort of in the past. But what are you going to do? Anything else for this one? Just briefly, mm. I sent you in the note, and, and and I don't have a lot on it, but um, you're a guy who's who went to school in Brantford for a bit. I saw this, yeah. Sent and, it off to our buddy Mick, and I and and, and and I'm through there two or three times a year. It's a hockey town. So for those who missed it, and fair enough, uh, renovations to the first Ontario Center in Hamilton have forced the OHL's Hamilton Bulldogs 
into uh, Brantford, the uh, built in 1952 Civic Center, uh, 3,000 seats down there. And honestly, I, you got to go somewhere. The, apparently yep. the other options were Brampton was on the table or Cornwall, uh, given the choice. If you're trying to keep it semi-local, yeah, I yeah. guess you put it into Brantford. I got to be honest with you. I don't know how many people from Hamilton are heading down the mountain in the middle of a February snowstorm to to Brantford. I've been across that highway yeah. in that time of year. It's not a whole lot of fun, but I like it for Brantford. I think this is kind of cool. It's not great news for the 99ers there. Junior A, uh, have a little competition moving right into your town, but what are you going to do, right? If, if you got to go somewhere and you're trying to keep it somewhat Hamilton centric, I will say, I wonder, uh, the current owner was quoted in the, uh, Michael Ann Lauer, maybe future senator. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say is currently a minority owner in the Montreal Canadians, but is apparently part of fronting a group to buy the Ottawa senators. You wonder how much it was just yeah, whatever. This isn't on my radar very much. Right well, now, right see, to move it down to They're going to move down because they've already been in Brantford for a bit. Yeah, but not. And, no, no. And not like and, this. And they are competing out of the Civic Center or whatever it's called the Brantford now. Civic Center, yeah. So the old place where the Alexanders used to play, was, which was built in the mid-50s. Yeah. The city of Brantford is going to take a little money out of their casino slush fund. Yep. And Ann Lauer is going to kick in another $7 million to make $10 million combined. Over three years, yeah. Yeah, to put into... The, the old, the old place. Yeah. So anyways. The Civic Center. Yeah. yeah. To me, Brantford is a, man, it's a hockey town. And it's, it's funny <laughs> reading the article and then overlaying it on top of my time in Brantford. One of the articles I read was basically, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. It was, it's not the shit heap it was in the late 90s. <laughs> the town? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. And it, it, it's not the death nail or something that it they had referred to it as in the late 90s. And they have done a nice job of kind of revitalizing their downtown. Man, the and downtown to, Brantford. I started going there in the in the early 90s through the, it was a like ghost town. It was awful. weeds and yeah. shit would blow through down there. And they have done a nice, and part of that is their proximity to um, Hamilton. the Green Belt. <laughs> I was, yeah, of course, but the Green Belt. And so you can kind of do your industrial work. In Brantford and then take care of what you need to in the green belt. And it it's just kind of brought a different level of, uh, of finance into the city, right? Yep. They've built it up in terms of people who want to live there. And and so, look, I, I don't look, – the, the, the people of Brantford haven't seen an OHL team since 84, I think, was the last time. How many Brantford Alexander alumni yeah. can you think of? Paul Polio. It's the only one. Paul Bearer? No. Yeah. Oh, yes. my Undertaker. No, you can't. That of who? Yeah, fair enough. Um, can I give you a Bob Probert? Really? Brantford Alexander. Okay. How about I will give you a a Jeff Jackson? Super Player agent. Player agent. Yeah. yeah. Um, how about Shane Corson? And right down Matt's aisle, ready for it? I was going to say seducer of teammates' wives. Alan Bester. Okay. Yeah. There you go. You thought Alan Bester was more down my, yeah, so my Shane, aisle Shane than Shane Corson. Corson. Yeah. But Shane Corson to me is a hab, but that's yeah. okay. No, and, a, and a blue 
Yeah, but a, a bunch of things, but really just. I can't terms. even remember now. Did Corson Tucker's sister, wife, Tucker Corson's sister? Wife. I don't know, but the story. The I feel sto- like Igor Korolev was involved somehow. <laughs> yeah. Ally Afraidy, is Ally Afraidy involved in this story? <laughs> Having a smoke in his cowboy boots and nothing else? Um, Great story. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shane Corson, and we talked about that, right? I was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was you and I. <laughs> He shows up as a as a as a rookie in Brantford, and he and he rolls in. He's got his his brand new Camaro or Firebird, yeah, whatever it is. And he comes out after practice, and somebody's taking a deuce oh. right on the windshield. That's old Brantford. Yes. <laughs> well, and he's like, someone's gonna pay for this, and he goes in. They're like, yeah, it was Bob. Bob Probert. Yeah, okay, nobody's gonna. <laughs> really, pay he's for like, this. forget about it. Yeah. We're gonna get some paper towel. <laughs> I talked to our buddy Steve McLean there today, formerly of the OHL fanboys, and uh, he was looking forward to setting up a, a roadie for a, a Bulldogs game in Brantford. Yeah, of course. Said I wanted Brantford to Bulldogs that, so, even yeah. sounds good. Let's do that, man. So I think that's it for this one. Uh, that's all I got on a Tuesday, man. It's so you are not here next Monday morning, but you are here Thursday morning of that week. You bet, baby. Right. And then uh, the week after down that, down to Durham Region. Yes. Tales from Whitby coming back with you next time. Highest, you know, <laughs> drunk drivers per capita. Yeah. God love you, Whitby. <laughs> right, right there in the Durham region. Yeah, of course, man. You know what? I know your cabbie. I can tell already who your cabbie yeah, is. exactly <laughs> right. It's a little inside, but it's yep. all right. Uh, we'll wind this one down here. Don't forget on Thursday morning, Josh O'Connor, the multimedia guy from the Ottawa Red Blacks, behind this, behind the R, behind the behind the R. <laughs> really deep behind so the so behind. There's so much behind. Uh, he will be in here. Make sure you check that out. Uh, he asked ahead of time, I'll, I'll put this out there for the audience. He's like, would I be breaking protocol of some kind if, if I'm not up for a beer and I just want to have a couple of Red Bulls? You do what you got to do, man. You're the one who brings the magic, right? So I'll be having a pint. Sounds like he won't be, but uh, but okay. the work is great. So we'll- Josh, uh, forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, and on Sunday afternoon, Creech and Bunda back in and we'll have, uh, have that for you. They on won't Monday be morning. having pints either. They are much more likely to have a <laughs> pint or two. Yeah. And I should say once more, I want to put this out there. Uh, Kyle Bukoskis and Claire Hanna in here for the February 16th episode of the show. So Get still two weeks away. out of here. The cool kids, man. Right. Like the, the ones who are up and, and, and running the industry in this town. I want to know how tall Claire Hanna is. Yeah. Uh, as an athlete herself, someone yep. who's put in a lot of, she may tower over me. Well, uh, as a volleyball player, yeah, is, is really what it comes down to. Yeah, so I'm, and now doing her work, I, I, I'm going to frame this, of course, this way when she's in here. But how did it feel to be called up from covering the Sens to covering the Leafs while uh, Mark Masters was off doing other things mm, with the World Juniors? Mm, so that's a, it's very interesting. I, I thought you were going to say being called out of the hinterland of covering the Regina. The Saskatchewan. Well, there's a progression, right? Yeah, yeah, I I get it. I get it. Well, and see, and and yeah, then it would obviously be like being sent back down. Right. True, man. I'm making NHL money, baby. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. Uh, So Claire Hanna and Kyle Bukoskis, that'll be February 16th. Looking forward to that one uh, for sure. Um, God love her. Claire, are we supposed to bring our own beer? Like, no, we'll provide the beer. She's like, I love this show. (laughs) Yes. 
If you listen to an episode or two, that'd be cool, but whatever works for you. We all do. Yeah, yeah, We all do. That's how this works, right? So uh, lots of great stuff coming up on the podcast, as there always is. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you're hearing us right now. I want to know. Have you ever seen the rain? Yep. (laughs) Yep. Coming down. I want to know. I'm interested in what Kyle's drinking and what Claire's drinking. Yeah. And that's really, to me, what I'll be tuning in. I want to know. It's the day after Valentine's. They were both curious, like, will there be little heart? Shaped chocolates and whatever. That's what it takes. <laughs> yeah. Are you coming? Yeah. Yes, there will. And that's will. what we'll do. Okay. So, uh, the uh, I Choo Choo Choose You, Ralph Wiggum Valentine, maybe waiting for each other. The heartbreaking the in slow mo. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's get out of here, man. This one's going off the rails fast. Yeah. Uh, for Rob, my name is Matt. Thank you so much for listening to episode 1062 of Tall Can Audio. We'll see you all Thursday morning. Peace. See ya. What was that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?